Welcome to 12-Minute Talks, where important information is shared in a short time period. Learn from other business owners, entrepreneurs, and experts about what they do to help you find solutions to everyday topics in 12 minutes or less. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the 12-Minute Talks podcast. I'm super excited to have with us Scott Burgess. He helps design and implement surgical suites. And he's a professional in infrastructure design and development. Besides that, he's also the host of a, of a top-rated medical podcast that's actually been in the top 15 medical across the nation. He's the host of the Healthcare 360. Scott, thank you so much for being on today. Hey, Lorena. Good morning to you. And uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to have me on the show and and uh, having just a good discussion. It's awesome. I, and by the way, I love the format so far. I love what you're using for the conference. It's really clean and really professional. So congrats to you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Scott, I'm really excited. I haven't heard of anybody that does your profession before, and I think it's something unique. <laughs> so why don't you take us a little bit before getting into all the details of what your day-to-day looks like, a little bit of your journey of getting to where you are today. Sure. Well, uh, it's a, a long, short story. And I'm trying to think of where I should start off with that. Uh, but I get the same response to go back to the beginning of the first part of that. A lot of people don't know what I do or how I do it. But I go in and I help hospitals on the infrastructure side design and I consult with them on the best application and application of surgical suites or any kind of clinical space, whether it be an OR, an ICU, an emergency trauma bay, a GI suite, anywhere where a medical procedure needs to be performed. Someone has to design those outside of the architects and the planners that are involved. And we come in as the consultants to make sure that it's medically functional. And that's a key word there. So it has to be medically functional. Sorry to interrupt. What do you mean by medically functional? That's a good point. Let me, let me break that down. So if a doctor needs a certain amount of power outlets, for example, or medical gas or modalities that need to be around the patient bed, because every, the only thing that matters is where the patient lies and everything else has to kind of migrate towards the patient because tools and modalities that are being brought in. So pieces of equipment, for example, if they can't reach the table and you can't have a, uh, a bovie cord or an extension cord pulling out from the wall and not having power. So you have to make sure that everything is in proper logistics and it's medic. what I say medically functional is that they can use it without distress. So the patient has the proper care that they need because of all the equipment that I'm using and then the amount of circuits that, that go behind it, et cetera. And that's exactly what happens inside ORs. And to bring it back to the OR side or the clinical space is robotics nowadays is very prevalent and we're moving towards the age of robots and ORs, but not all of these surgical suites are positioned to have enough power requirement from what we call a KBA panel or the electrical panel in the room. Okay. Mm-hmm. And those need to be updated and outfitted appropriately so you don't have a piece of equipment, quote unquote, pop in a circuit during live surgery. That sounds very important <laughs> for yeah. both the, the patients primarily and, and the doctor, no? And I think that's one of the most important things, right? Especially when somebody's in surgery, you know, make sure everything turns out properly. Cool. So, Scott, so basically what you do is you kind of like the middleman between the architects, the general contractors, and then the hospital staff? 
Uh, in certain ways, in certain circumstances, yes. In other ways, we're more of the primary person as well because you have administrators who are good at what they do. You have mm-hmm. surgeons who are good at what they do, et cetera. We go in and we will say, hey, you're going to buy our equipment. You're going to use uh, our resources from a product standpoint. But in return, we're going to design the space to make sure that it's clinically functional, medically functional. So it's going to last you the next 10 years or more based on what the next upgrade criteria may be in market trends or just new technology that's you know going into medical or healthcare in general. So sometimes we're more of a primary role. Mm-hmm. More times than not, we're in a primary role. So I work directly with all the architects and the planners, and there really is no separation. Uh, as far as the hierarchy would go, it's the architect of record that would ultimately make those final calls and decisions because they're the ones ultimately um, hired to do the master record of, for the hospital. Okay. So that's where the separation is. Fantastic. And Scott, so what's something that you would say sets you apart from others in your industry? Looking back on everything, when we when I finally separated from Stryker last year, the reason why we did that is because we came up with some patents and we looked at the processes that were going on in the hospital. And if you're looking at like a stick built process, which is a general contractor or a guy who would come to your house, for example, and build out your bathroom, mm-hmm. we now can do it in half the time we can make it completely aseptic, which means that there is zero bugs, zero chance of infection in that room, and it's all patented. Wow. What we're about to do to the medical community, I would say this year is going to be a big year where we get our, our first installs throughout the country. Uh, but next year, if I have time to you know, brush my teeth and comb my hair in the morning, I'll be surprised. Uh, we're going to be the new standard federally across the country for everything that we're doing. And so in short, to answer in that, we've eradicated surgical site infection in the OR. We have the technology, we have the patents, and we have the manufacturing to support it now. And it's taken us a little time to get there. Congratulations, because I I know that's a big deal. A lot of my clients, for example, tell me, oh, I don't like going to the hospital because a lot of times you end up getting sicker, right? And it's it might be because of something like that, what what you're describing, right? Well, some of the stats, real real quick, it is over, well, this is back in the 2017 uh, CDC criteria and information that they brought to the forefront, but there was over 100,000 people who had died from a surgical site infection or what they re- refer to as an SSI or a hospital-acquired infection in HAI. Mm-hmm. And now, in 2020, we know that number is approaching or in between at least 125 to 150,000 uh, deaths per year because of that. And the overwhelming result of it all is all avoidable. 100% of it is all avoidable. So there's two fronts that's going on. There's artificial intelligence, which is projected to try to mitigate a lot of that risk because they're mm-hmm. looking at skill sets and assessment. That's one angle of this. The other angle is to go back and refine and really break down the stick build process, quote unquote, that, pro- that contractor process that, um, causes dust and debris and everything else mm-hmm. and eliminate that. And that's what we've done. So we made our rooms completely modular and they're completely aseptic. So we're the only solution that's out there today that actually can get a six log clean mm-hmm. and one being the lowest, six being the highest. And that's where we differentiate ourselves. That's fantastic. If someone comes back to a hospital and says, Hey, hospital X, we believe that we received 
or uh, caught, I'm just trying to use layman's terms here, a surgical site infection at your facility during this procedure. Well, there's certain CPT codes that are in the hospital. So if you had a simple knee scope, you have a 30-day window of potential surgical site infection or hospital-acquired infection claims. If you have a total knee, that window stays open for 90 days. So those CPT codes dictate how long those windows stay open for. Mm-hmm. If a patient comes back and they say, hey, we believe we contracted an infection at your hospital during this procedure, the hospital now has to put an unbelievable amount of resources into proving if it did or did not happen. In the meantime, they get fined. And so what most people don't know is that most hospitals budget anywhere between three to four million, up to 10 million of planned margins or resources, dollars, as a loss because of that. Right. We now have the ability through data aggregation within what we call the clean cube to say, here's the proof that it didn't happen here. Scott, what you're saying is that you're not only able to reduce the surgical site infection, but you're also able to save hospitals millions of dollars in fees, correct? Yes. And have repeatable and reproducible year after year after year. Because not only are we providing them an aseptic environment that's completely modular, but we're also then providing them the data that they've never seen or been able to use before. And so they're able to mitigate risk ahead of time and make proper adjustments moving forward. Awesome. I, I always like a, a win-win scenario. And this seems to be like that, right? Win, win for the patient and win for the hospitals. Fantastic. And so Scott, let's switch gears. I mentioned earlier in the introduction that you host a top-rated medical podcast called Healthcare 360. So tell us a little bit about what we can listen on your podcast. So it, it really didn't come from me, but I've repeated it a few times, but we've kind of been called the Joe Rogan for healthcare for healthcare slash medical podcasts that are out there. It was like, hey, you've been voted and selected as one of the best medical podcasts. And all these people were chiming in and pinging me and connecting with me, et cetera. And the description of it was really, really great. And that's where it all started. I'm constantly looking for atypical conversations. I'm looking for the conversations that are afraid to be told. There is a lot of misinformation out there. And yeah. we're just trying to be able to be a resource as well as be able to tell a good story as to why that resource is important. And that's it. Fantastic. I, I always like to say I like to demystify a lot of the myths out there because a, a lot of times it's just a lot of mi- misinformation that people have. And it's great that you're able to do this through your podcast with a topic that's very pre- prevalent nowadays. You know, it's it's yeah. important. So I just wanted to quickly introduce myself for those of you that might not know who I am. My name is Lorena Tomasini, and I'm the owner of Mom Life and Health Insurance Agency, where we help families and business owners protect their financial needs, all done digitally over the phone or the computer. Awesome. So I will definitely have all the links down below for Scott's LinkedIn, as well as his podcast. You can also search for it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of the major platforms, right? By searching for Healthcare 360. So Scott, for your random question, um, what's the last book you read that you really liked? Last book? I've read, and I'm actually not completely done with it, but it's Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. It is ultimately the beginning and end of your day. Yeah. It was, is he the one that like ran a hundred miles or something like that? Yeah. Or, yeah. He is. And that's what I try to surround myself with as far as my own personal mindset. Mm-hmm. 
people I'm around. I don't like excuses at all. I, I like to try to find answers without complaining. I say it's better to be a, a solution solver than a complainer. You know, you can complain for like a minute. I get it. Yeah, get it out of your system. But then find a solution to whatever issue you're having, you know. Awesome. Scott, it's been great having you on. I think it's been very valuable information, um, not just for hospitals and administrative staff, but for the consumer. I like to know that, hey, there's all these technological advances going on to make everyone's lives better. Agreed. Thank you. You're welcome. And thanks again for having me. Appreciate it. Have a great day. You too. Thank you for listening to this podcast and hope you will listen to the next one. I'm Lorena Tomasini and you can contact me via email life at malmins.com. Make it a great day.